Support for this podcast comes from Monster. Monster takes your open positions to hard-to-reach passive candidates on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and hundreds of sites across the web. While their Swipe Right mobile app presents active job seekers with the most relevant opportunities and can increase mobile applications fourfold. What's more, Monster inspire customers to attract diverse talent and grow their employer brand. To find out how Monster can help you find, manage and champion the talent you deserve, visit monster.co.uk slash better talent. That's monster.co.uk slash better talent. Monster, in your corner. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 120 of the Recruiting Future podcast. The ATS market is growing more complex and potentially becomes more confusing every single year. It can also be quite a challenge to find meaningful data to make sense of what's going on. Over the last few years, recruitment marketing tech provider OnGig has researched and published a report on ATS usage, which certainly throws some light on the industry. My guest this week is OnGig CEO Rob Kelly. As well as talking about the ATS research, as a bonus, Rob also shares his considerable insights into producing dynamic and effective job descriptions on company career sites. Hi, Rob, and welcome to the podcast. How you doing, Matt? Yeah, very well. Very well, indeed. Could you introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about what you do? Sure. I am Rob Kelly, CEO of OnGig, and um, I'm here in the United States. Grew up in New York City. I have a passion for business. My dad was lucky enough to study under uh, Warren Buffett's main mentor at Columbia University in New York City. And so I grew up on uh, on business and Warren Buffett and Buffettisms and thinking long term and and uh, you know over the years I, I started off as a journalist as as you know and I fell in love with recruiting because of the the value of human capital the value of a good hire um, I just uh, you know I I call I call a hire a, a million dollar transaction. Uh, and it's actually been proven that uh, the best hire in your next hundred could be worth thirty million dollars a year in revenue. And so um, I created OnGig because you know I, I believe every job description, job advert, job opportunity is a multi-million dollar transaction potentially, and it deserves a Super Bowl job ad. And uh, and that's how I created OnGig. And there's a lot in between there, but. Yeah, look forward to dive in and chatting with you about recruiting today. Absolutely. And um, for, for people who are not familiar, could you sort of tell us a little bit more about what OnGig actually does? Sure. So our mission is to transform job pages, job descriptions, job adverts. And we're talking about digitally, right? Not, not the old printouts. And uh, we do that through a number of ways. One is that we create for employers who are our clients, they're top employers in the world. And we create dynamic job descriptions. They've got video, a gallery of pictures. They've got chat. Uh, if you want to add um, ratings and reviews from Glassdoor or anywhere else, 
um, all onto a, a job page, all through software, all done at scale. So literally with a drag and drop, you could take the job uh, description coming out of your ATS and add pictures, video, chat, and these other recruiting widgets is what, um, what I call them. And we also have got uh, AI-based job search on your career site. So if you want the candidate to have um, intuitive search where they can search on concepts through your job descriptions, um, they, they, they can even misspell things, they could do shorthand, you know, like SW Dev instead of software developer, AI instead of artificial intelligence, you name it, and they'll find the right job. And then finally, we have a text analysis tool that will analyze the text of your job descriptions, make sure that uh, it's gender neutral, that you're not gender biased. Most job descriptions are biased towards uh, being written for men, and that uh, turns off many women, meaning you're losing some of the top female candidates around. And we also analyze the text for positive sentiment and a number of other things. But we're everything job descriptions, transforming job descriptions is on Gig's mission. Now, one of the things that you do um, every year, or at least you've done for the last few years, is you um, produce a report on ATS usage. Um, and, I, and I've seen this a number of times, and this is this is kind of really why I wanted to get you on the show, to just kind of find out, um, you know, a bit more um, about that report and, uh, you know, some of the trends and findings that you're, that you're seeing. Could you just explain to everyone what the ATS report is? Sure. And, you, you know, you know content marketing well. I know that. I've seen uh, all your different projects out there, and it's a specialty of yours. So I know you'll appreciate this. What we did was um, our approach to marketing is that, you know, we, we replaced the word um, sales or selling and marketing with teaching and sharing. That's just our philosophy. We think, you know, good good sales and marketing is good teaching and sharing. We're supposed to be the experts on something, you know, just like you're an expert on recruiting podcasts and podcasts in general, I'm sure. And um, so what we do is uh, we put out a lot of content. And because OnGig partners with applicant tracking systems, ATSs, we decided to take our own database, our own CRM, and um, take all of the employers and the ATSs we know that they're using and publish that in a report. And, you know, we took a chance, you know how this goes, you, you put out, you know, 10 pieces of content and maybe one or two really work if you're lucky and be popular and, and valuable. And in this case, um, it really hit this top ATS report we put out. Uh, we summarized the trends of which employers are using which ATSs, the market share of all the ATSs, who are the new guys on the block or gals, I should say too, um, in this day of gender neutral language, who are the new ATSs on the block, who's gaining market share, losing market share. And we put it out annually and we do it just for free. And uh, it helps the community, helps employers, heads of TA figure out uh, the trends and which ATSs to look at. Uh, one of the top questions I get from a head of TA is, which ATS should I use, Rob? What's the latest? What's going on? I'm about to make a big decision. It could be 50, 100K, 200K a year type of decision, depending on, on your volume to pick an ATS. And um, so we do that data also to make us smarter about what's going on. And that's a little bit about the top ATS report. The new one coming out any day. It might, might have came out already. By the time this airs, well, well, exactly. You know, I'm recording. I'm recording a couple of weeks in advance at the moment. Um, so the 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 new one 
will have either come out or is just about to come just about to come out by the time uh, this this hits the airwaves as it were um what uh, g- give us a give us a preview what um uh, you know what what interesting insights um you know c- can you see what's what's going on in the ats industry what's what's changing what are the new developments sure well, one of the things we do, we're kind of known for all the pie charts and, and trend uh, graphs that we put on there about who's got which market share based on, in, in ATS is based on um, the volume of jobs is how we break it down too. So, you know, ATS is for a large enterprise like a Disney or Accenture or someone like that um, is a very different market than an ATS for a startup. Uh, where you're just hiring one or two people. We, we actually cover that full spectrum, though. So looking at the, on the, on the large size um, uh, ATSs in terms of serving large clients, uh, Taleo from Oracle, of course, is still uh, the largest ATS by market share. Uh, but they're really, uh, they've lost a bunch of market share to, to new companies out there. And those new ATSs include companies like Greenhouse Software, uh, iSIMS, uh, Workday, uh, in fact, and um, uh, Workday probably alone is taking the most uh, business from Taleo. Um, but some some of these smaller and medium sized ATSs are too, which is very interesting. That, that that's interesting, and it's interesting to see the the growth of those um, you know the, those new those newer businesses. I mean, do you have any? insight into you know into you know i know that you're obviously just reporting the sort of the data that you're seeing here but do you have any insight into you know why that might be do you think the um you know is the market changing are expectations changing um you know what are you hearing from the people that you're talking to sure i think you know part of this is just uh, the law of numbers of course as you get larger it's harder to uh you know to grow the business um but you know the ATS has become so critical to recruiting. It really it's such an interesting story because it was built you know almost 20 years ago. The concept of the ATS was built to track candidates, you know, to to store and manage them, and it's become the ATS has become that core center of um, of recruiting because it's it's it ended up being the software that generated the job pages and the job recs out there. And so I think it's, it's over the, the last, you know, five or eight years gotten just tremendous attention for its strategic value out there in the software industry. So now, of course, you've got, um, you know, Oracle runs Taleo and a number of other related ATSs. You've got um, IBM in there with Conexa. You've got SAP in there with SuccessFactors. And now, really, the newest version of them is Workday, um, you know, which is uh, the, the reason they, they started their business is because they saw massive value in the ATS market and human capital management software in general. And so a ton of attention, and that means a lot more competition. So everyone's going after, uh, you know, the biggies in their, in their various uh, markets. Do you, because I know this is something that you that you measured. What's the difference between, um, you know, what large companies are using in terms of ATSs um, and what smaller companies are using? Is is the picture is the picture very different? Well, when you get to the large size, there's a lot of uh, a lot more compliance that goes into things. So, for instance, here in the United States, um, if you're working uh, with the government, 
uh, number one, or if you are a public company, publicly traded on a stock exchange, then you've got all these compliance rules that you've got to uh, adhere to. And so some of these larger ATSs spend a lot of time on that. And that's very important. Some of the, the newer ATSs and ATSs for the, the smaller businesses that might not need to care about that, call them startups or small, medium-sized businesses who might not work with the government at all, um, certainly aren't public yet. Um, those ATSs are, and, and those include um, companies like Greenhouse, uh, iSIMS, um, also Lever, Smart Recruiters. Those new ATSs are focused a bit more on the, um, the marketing uh, of the jobs and the recruiting aspect. And also being very, of course, UI friendly, um, re responsive design, so they're mobile savvy. Uh, they also, um, you know, they're, they're just newer, so they're, the, the software has less legacy and is more modern, you know, for lack of a better word. And so that's, uh, that's very different. I mean, as most, most employers out there know, uh, a candidate searching, looking at a, uh, a job that's generated out of Taleo is very different looking than um, a job that's generated out of um, smart recruiters, for instance. And, that's, uh, and I think that's an interesting point. And, uh, you know, probably something worth exploring a little bit more because, um, you know, obviously, you know, your business is all about uh, making the most out of, um, you know, job adverts and, you know, turning job descriptions into uh, much more sort of dynamic, um, uh, you know, d dynamic pieces of, of marketing. Um, it, you know, it seems to me that the majority of companies are just using, uh, you know, using their ATS to, uh, to basically sort of, you know, just churn out very pedestrian text based um job advertising and that appears to be the norm all over the world um obviously that isn't going to work as well as uh, you know taking a, a kind of a more dynamic approach to it what would be your um you know your tips to people when it comes to job descriptions in terms of you know what are you seeing that really works what do candidates engage with and and what really stands out well, you know, and it's a great it's a great point you're bringing up because you know the very name ATS again, applicant tracking system. Um, that ATSs are designed to track candidates. They're not designed to attract them. Some ATSs try to do that and play in that world, um, but there's so much else that a good ATS has to do just to track a candidate and store and manage them. That um, you know, my personal view is that uh, ATSs that focus on on those core functions of uh, of tracking, managing, organizing um, the the candidate are uh, you know are going to be the best ATSs, of course, because they're they're truly focused. But if you if you want to attract a candidate and not just track them, um, and you want to you want to stand out uh, in a marketing way, treat a candidate truly like a consumer stop them in their tracks with a job page that's mobile friendly, that's got media on it, that is engaging, um, video, pictures, uh, interactivity, um, actual content, um, again, content marketing we were talking about earlier, um, showing the people that are related to that job opportunity. Who's the job owner? Why wouldn't every job description show who the job owner is at the employer? In this day and age, the candidate wants transparency. They want to see right through. They don't want to work for their parents' company that looks like the Department of Motor Vehicles, you know, um, 
job pages and they don't want to sit there standing in line and reading a bunch of text. They want to immediately have a feel and a sense of the story of this company, the employer brand of it. And that's a very hard thing to do. And ATS is busy with a lot of other features to build. And that's one of the reasons OnGig's in business is that we transform those job pages with everything I just mentioned and, and then some. And out of, you know, all of those, all of those features, say, you know, you're an employer um, and, uh, you know, you weren't in a position to, um, you know, completely transform your, uh, you know, your, your job advertising, but you might be able to do, uh, you know, a, a one or two of the things that, that you mentioned. Which of those approaches are you seeing having the, the, the biggest impact or does it, does it really depend? Oh, no, I think um, certainly there's a few things that, if you had to focus on on transforming your job pages and, and you needed just a top priority list, I would look at a couple things. One is I would measure the time on page currently for whatever job page you're serving up, probably coming out of your ATS. I would first off start off and measure that time. Uh, on average here in the U.S., it's about eight seconds or so that a candidate looks at a um, a job page, job opportunity, uh, normal text-based job opportunity, not not one of OnGig's clients' job pages. <laughs> when you put a lot of work into it, um, you can get a candidate to uh, spend, invest three, four, five minutes on that same job opportunity. Some of our clients have, you know, anywhere from two to five or six minutes uh, time on page which is a key metric. The reason that's important is that the more a candidate will invest time on your opportunity in psychology, they call this commitment theory. They're committing a little bit more. Let's say they watch a video. Um, they're now about you, just the culture, who you are, your vision uh, as an employer. They're now, they've committed that time. They're committing, they're taking a step closer to joining your organization. Let's say you show off the job owner on that page. Uh, could just be the recruiter, could be the hiring manager. You show their LinkedIn profile, as all of OnGig's clients have with, with our platform. Um, then the candidate is starting to picture working with that person, um, maybe even looking at their profile on LinkedIn. Again, investing time, committing more. So I'd say it starts with that uh, engagement on the job page itself, making a truly dynamic job description. So that'd be one. That's where I would start, certainly. And you could move that needle from a candidate spending eight seconds to spending, you know, minutes. It's like a mini recruiter meeting that the candidate's having now with you, the employer, and your team didn't have to show up. It's digitally on a page. You just had to do the front end work. We think that's radical and, and just the future. So that's number one, having a dynamic JD. Number two is that um, I would focus on the search on your career site. If you've got any volume of jobs, anything more than 20, 25 jobs, you need a, a, a kick-ass search engine to put on there on your career site. We're talking about, you know, ibm.com forward slash careers, um, uh, starting there for the candidate. That uh, And you need to do better than the ATS job search. Most of them uh, aren't just uh, are average. And um, there's some AI-based, artificial intelligence-based uh, job search technology now. OnGig has this in our platform that allows the candidate to do things like search a concept. So it turns out candidates don't just search basic things like sales 
and technology. Uh, for instance, software developers often search shorthand like SWDev for software developer. Well, if you go to the Fortune 500 in the U.S., almost every one of them except for OnGig's clients, if you type in SWDev in a search box on their career site, you get zero results, even if they've got a 1,000 software developer job openings. And the reason is because job search on the career site is mostly keyword only, exact match, or even worse, has false positives and brings in a bunch of junk and not relevant stuff. Um, it takes care of misspellings. Um, we call this intuitive search in general, having an intuitive search engine on your career site. It understands concepts. So it understands software developer in NYC for New York City. It understands that the New York City area includes New Jersey. You know, some parts of New Jersey are closer to New York City office than other parts of Manhattan in New York City. So, of course, why wouldn't you show jobs in New Jersey to someone searching on NYC for New York City? It starts to end the best of all with AI-based intuitive search is what I call it. And this is cutting edge, very new. Google is leading the way with some technology on this um, and a couple of others of us. And the best part of all of this, Matt, this AI-based intuitive search is it gets smarter. So if the candidate searches something and clicks a link to your job, the system knows that that was a good result. If they didn't click a link, the system knows not to show that result next time. So that'd be number two. And then finally, the third part would be text analysis. Um, it turns out that the text of job descriptions are often uh, leaning towards um, uh, being written for men, for male candidates, and not being written for women. And if you're interested in really moving the needle and your organization and uh, diversifying your workforce, then doing a text analysis of your job descriptions and picking up where there's bias would be a top thing I would do because I'll give you a story. We've got a client who uh, sales is their engine. You know, most companies have one department that really drives the company. It might be sales over at salesforce.com, for instance. It might be engineers at Google. And this particular client, uh, sales was the, was the driver. And it turns out that um, only 28% of their sales uh, hires were women. And so I was talking to the head of sales. And I said, let's analyze your text. We used OnGig. So it's able to analyze all of their sales job descriptions. And it turns out that it was biased towards men to the tune of 62%. So I was able to tell this VP of sales that, hey, you want to move the needle on your sales organization, your sales team? Women have been proven to be at least as good at men uh, as men at sales. Then let's neutralize these job descriptions to be gender neutral and you're going to attract a lot more women. And three months later, we had basically doubled the hiring of women for them. Final question. Where do you see um, ATSs and, and job descriptions and the industry in general sort of moving um, over the next 18 months? So, you know, when you're doing your report next year, um, you know, what change would you expect to see? Um, you know, how are things going to how are things going to kind of shake out over the over the coming year or so? It's a great question. There's really two camps that and I'm generalizing, but two camps have emerged in the ATS world. One is what I would call one stop shopping. 
These are the human capital management software companies like Oracle, Workday, SAP, IBM, Ultimate Software. They are trying to be one-stop shop with human capital software, you know, every version of it, every feature. You've got them in one camp. Let's call them the one-stop shopping ATSs. On the other, in the other camp is what I would call best-of-breed ATSs, and those include folks like uh, Greenhouse Software, Lever, Smart Recruiters, and iSIMS is another one as well. Those are best-of-breed, and in their case, what they're doing is saying, hey, we, we, we're going to nail the ATS part, but if you want an extra feature, an extra app like video interviewing or a sourcing tool like Intello or credit check software um, from someone else, a third party, then we, the best of breed ATSs, are going to let you have that easily. Go out and pick the best of breed out there off the shelf and plug it into our core ATS. And we don't care where it comes from. And we'll, we'll just design an ecosystem, and we have designed an ecosystem, so that if you're, you know, using Greenhouse software, you know, they've got 185 partners, last time we checked, OnGig's one of them, by the way, um, 185 partners where, you know, they make it easy, Greenhouse makes it easy to, for their clients to go pick something third-party software off the shelf and plug it into Greenhouse. If you're same with iSIMS, by the way, they call it a connector, right? They connect. They have 200 of these uh, third-party partners. Whereas if you go over to you know the workdays of the world and Taleo, they're really going to want you to use their own software, and it's pretty hard to to integrate a third-party piece of software. So these two camps, one-stop shopping versus best of breed, are really I see them getting divided. They're two very different camps, very different philosophies, and and the, the head of TA has a really big decision to make when they're going to invest in one of these ATSs on which camp they're going to join. So that's one trend. The other trend that we see is that there's going to be continue to be massive consolidation, just these companies buying each other, and it gets real tricky. Even iSIMS I just brought up, uh, they, they just bought Text Recruit which is an example of a third-party application. So they're, you know, this isn't black and white. They're even, you know, b buying some things to put into their core system. And so consolidation is the other big trend uh, that we're going to see, just massive uh, acquisitions continuing of small ATSs and mergers and, and so forth. And by the way, one final thing, very important to note, Google is now a player in this. So Google entered the ATS market and with their product called Google Hire, and this is a serious player. They're really initially going after Greenhouse and Lever and Smart Recruiters, um, more startups that they're going after. But this is Google, and they could, they could go upstream very you know, quickly and in a big way, massive resources. They send out things like a free Chromebook. You know, I, I got one in the mail. They offer to send a free Chromebook if you just talk to them about becoming a Google Hire client, a client of their ATS. Just for talking about them, you could get a free Chromebook. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a powerful new competitor on the landscape. And now they're going after startups. But boy, if they stick with this, um, they could own this space just like uh, they've done with their other software out there. And big companies now use Google software, the Google Suite, G Suite, and Gmail, and 
Google Docs and all that. So that's a third trend, Google Hire entering this space. And you'll see in our top ATS report, they are absolutely gaining market share. They're making a dent. Rob, thank you very much for talking to me. Fantastic. I really uh, appreciate the opportunity. It's good to get to know you better. My thanks to Rob Kelly. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or via your podcasting app of choice. The show also has its own dedicated app, which you can find by searching for Recruiting Future in your app store. If you're a Spotify user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.